Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your wife. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, it was, uh, that was a good one, man. That was, uh, it shouldn't have been that close. I'll say that, but, uh, that was really, that was good. I mean, we're up 3-1 now, so I feel like we go home and we take care of business and we get this thing done in five, but it's a way closer series than it's going to look, uh, it feels closer than a five-game series. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, there was a huge comeback at the end with it, but they just kept going to Embiid and, I mean, scoring every way possible. And then when they doubled him, he, he got all those nice passes to uh, Simmons cutting the lane, which was awesome. Yeah, and, like, I think the biggest thing, um, especially today, like, in the NBA, I mean, the fact that they didn't hit a three for 27 minutes and we're still in it, it's pretty impressive. And then, obviously, pretty much figuring out or remembering how to shoot threes at the end was pretty clutch those two those two threes honestly probably were the difference at the end of the day um and yeah I mean, they were eight for 26 overall from three yeah so there was a, a spot there where they were i guess like six for 24 something like that which is what 25 percent is pretty terrible it's about as bad as it gets yeah. uh, well they were 12 percent in the first game so yes that's a good point that is a fair point uh yeah they really need to like find the stroke especially going into the next round now like I feel like game five is not just a closeout game, but we got to see something like better, right? I mean, this this product that they have on the floor right now, like it's going to get, I mean, I think we'll lose in five in the next round playing like this, won't we? Well, it's, it's huge for rest too. You need Embiid to, I mean, you don't want this to go any more than, than five because Embiid needs to rest. Yeah, I mean. The dude wasn't, wasn't going to play and he had 31 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists and, uh, and six blocks. Yeah, and he's not even fully healthy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's unbelievable. He could say a ton of things about him, but I mean, everyone knows how good he is. And I mean, the Sixers looked great without him, which is a good sign. But they just aren't the same when he's on the floor. Like, I wish we could get that same Simmons, that same mentality at least. Um, I know part of that was probably the shit talk with Dudley, but still, like that he was just. I mean, he knew he needed to step up as well. But I mean, we really could have used him like that. I mean, you use him like that all the time, even when it beats playing, you know? Dude, Jimmy has to be smarter. He, I mean, if the Nets won that game, the MVP is Jared Dudley for, for, I mean, that's a, it's a huge win for the Nets getting those two kicked out. Yeah. And I was talking to my dad during the game and like, that's what we're talking about. Like Dudley's only job, I feel like, and I don't, I don't, I'm not saying the Nets plan this, but I mean, from Dudley's perspective, it almost seems like his whole goal is just to see if he can get someone ejected or to get someone to do something stupid. And he did. And it, and it worked out because it ends up being Butler, like you said. And I mean, if you're the Nets, if you, if the, if the Sixers lose Butler and you lose Dudley, obviously that's a huge win for you. So I totally agree with you. I mean, that was the play of the game. You could argue for the Nets. I mean, 
getting rid of Butler and losing Dudley, I mean, that's a net, that's a huge net positive for them. I'm going to say this. I, I think I probably would have given both Butler and uh, Dudley uh, a, a technical, but if you're going to kick anybody out of that game for that play, it should have been D'Angelo Russell who came barreling in, pushing over referees and threw everybody to the floor and he didn't get anything. Oh, you know what? I didn't even notice that. I, I would have thrown them both out probably. Um, Dudley's like contact was obviously unnecessary. And so was Butler's shoving people in the back. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's the way the NBA is now. I just feel like, I mean, it it just seemed to me that they were both going to get ejected anyway, but I I thought, I I think, go ahead. I think they did it so they didn't get more out of control. Right. I, I mean, I think if you're just looking at that play, and you, they have no background context between the players. I, I think it's just a tech, technical both ways. Yeah, you know what? I mean, do you think at, at any level that some of the shit talk that happened off the court had anything like played any role in them getting ejected? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Because, I mean, you can't, you know, the referees are human beings. They can't totally ignore that. And I think it does factor into the decision a little bit, like you said, if they're really what they're trying to do is avoid it escalating. All that shit talk you know, led to that situation in the first place. Right? I don't think they're shoving as much. But, you know, what was weird to me was I don't even know why Dudley's coming in. I mean, I know how it looked, I guess, in live action because uh, Jared Allen, like, really sold the play. But Embiid, yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't see it in a slow enough motion, but it almost looked like he got that clean. So I don't think it was clean, but I think it was the ferocity of how hard he came down. Right. Um, which – probably Dudley just thought it was flagrant just because of how strong Embiid is and how tall he is. Yeah. And I mean, um, and Allen sold it. Oh yeah, he did. But I mean, if you look, especially in like slow-mo, if you just see him barreling in uh, Dudley, that is, and like for no reason, Embiid like didn't even expect anything. Uh, I mean, you can read, read your lips. Of, <laughs> I'm not going to read them for you, but you can clearly tell what he says when, uh, after Dudley pushes him. Yeah, you could see on his face. He was like, "Wait, what? like, why? Like, what? Yeah. What's the deal?" Yeah, it was like. I mean, I know that he came down pretty hard, and he's a big guy, and I know how it kind of looked. But I mean, it's the playoffs. Yeah, and he was just trying to stop a basket. I mean, it's not like he went for his head or whatever. Like he clearly was aiming for the ball, even if he did miss. Which I don't think. I mean, maybe he missed a little bit, but he got a lot of balls. All I'm saying. I don't know. Well, and I, I think that that that. I mean, the, we're talking about background information. That play that he elbowed him. Uh, before, I mean, I think that comes into play by how why Dudley responds. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, that is probably true. All right. Well, I think we uh, gushed over the Sixers enough. Let's get into this thing. Uh, hello, everybody. This is the Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm Bill Golden. Alongside me, as always, is Kevin McLernan. Uh, we just wanted to talk a little Sixers before we got the pod rolling here. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of a season recap and then talk some awards. Did you want to do over unders or? I mean, yeah, I have all the stats for under uh, over unders. I don't think we have to go through them all, but I, I have all of our stats for all four of us that made predictions before the season. Okay, um, I have some notes too, but I don't know if there's like specific teams you wanted to hit. Um, so I, I do have stats that like so I wrote like when all of us agreed and all of us like like so all of us agreed on five of them and we we're only correct on two or three of them. We were we were all wrong on the Hawks. And we were wrong on the Celtics. We went under 23 and a half for the Hawks. Uh, they won 29. And we all went over, um, what was it? Boston, 59. Fifth, it was 59. And they got 49. Yeah. I mean, 
I think I, I, I give us a pass on Boston because I feel like every expert on earth had Boston at the over. Um, I don't know anyone that was like thinking that Boston wasn't going to win 59 games. I mean, a lot of people thought they'd win the most games in the league. I think probably, I mean, maybe not all of us thought that, but we were thinking along those lines. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I think they had the highest over under. I'm trying to find Golden State. Golden State was at 62 and a half, so the second highest, but still. I mean, it was pretty disappointing year for Boston, honestly. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's amazing how those quiet uh, – Brad Stevens is the best coach in the league <laughs> that, that, that quieted down a little this year. It certainly has. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see what he can do with the team in the playoffs. I mean, that could yeah, change the narrative. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And we can get into that, but um, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, we knew it was going to be tough. I mean, a lot of people expected it to go smoothly because like, Oh, well look how far they got. Now you had Kyrie Gordon Hayward, but Hayward doesn't look like he did in Utah. I mean, he had the huge injury, so that has a lot to do with it. And then Kyrie, you know, like saying all kinds of crazy shit during the season. But the other thing, too, is like, and this is one of the things I was thinking about preseason, but I guess it didn't factor in enough with the over-under is, and I think this showed itself, it's easier in hindsight, obviously, but, you know, you add those two guys to the team and Kyrie's supposed to be the leader and guys have already been there and done that. They went to game seven, Eastern Conference Finals last year. So they're like, why do we need to listen to this guy? And also like, you know, guys having to take a back seat, like Rozier going back to the bench guys playing less minutes. I mean, it's a lot to juggle. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to the Celtics later. So, um, I just got a couple more things on the, uh, under over unders. Um, we talked about how, um, me and burn were agreeing a lot and you and Shane were agreeing a lot. Yeah. So there was, there were six teams that, um, that, that split, we split on that way. And, uh, burn and I won four to two for those. Wow. So what were the four you guys had, right? Uh, I don't have those. <laughs> oh, okay. Just know that you guys, um, <laughs> you guys got them more right. Yeah, and then and then these are the when somebody was on an island by themselves. You were two and three. I was two and zero. Oh. Shane was never on an island, <laughs> and then Burn was three and two. Shane would never be on an island. A coward. Yeah, it's kind of kind of strange. And then uh, the other split is me and Shane together uh, against you and Burn was two and two. And then when me and you agreed, uh, just us two, we were three and out. Good for us. Wow. What do you know? And we only agreed three times, which is not surprising, but maybe we should think about agreeing more considering. Well, we, you, yeah, yeah. Considering the records that, uh, we had, um, so the totals, uh, who do you think had the worst record? Uh, probably me. You were close. Shane was 12 and 18. Jeez. Uh, you were 13 and 17. Jeez. What were you and Burn? Burn was 15 and 15. Burn was 10 and 5 in the Eastern Conference, though. So he should just stick to the Eastern Conference teams. Wow, it's actually really uh, impressive. It, it was 5 and 10 in the West, so not so good. But Burn also like was picking the Kings just because he didn't want to, or like he was picking against the Kings just because he didn't want to pick the Kings. So he, he picked. He had some bad ones like that in the West. Um, and I was 19 and 11. Wow. You should uh, think was, about putting some money on that next year. Yeah, I was. I should stay in the West, so I should pick. I should pick the West, and uh, Burns should pick the East because I was eleven and four in the West. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Unless you want to talk about some specific teams uh, for the over unders. No, I mean we brought up Boston. I mean that was like maybe the biggest miss. I mean that was by ten 
10 games, right? I don't know if anyone else. I know the Clippers were pretty surprising this year. I don't think they beat it by 10 games, did they? Their over-under was 37. I don't know what their final record was, though. Who's that? Uh, the Clippers. The Clippers won 48, so yeah, they won that's 11 a, That's 11, yeah, so that's another big one. The Lakers were 11 and a half difference. They only won 37 for the 48 and a half. Yeah, you although, and Byrne, you and Byrne went over. <laughs> yeah, although um, I'm not I'm not saying this because I went over. Uh, I'll take the L on that either way. But as far as them being 11 and a half, I feel like it doesn't totally count because LeBron missed what 17 or 18 games. Yeah, you uh, Phoenix like... was also Phoenix was also 10 different. Portland was 11 different. I mean, Sacramento 13 different. There was wow. a lot that weren't that close this year. 13 different for Sacramento. Yeah, they were a lot better than yeah. expected. That's for sure. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs though. I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew that. Sacramento did not. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I didn't have them making. Oh wait. I, yeah, we made that bet. I we forgot. had a little bet. Yeah. A few weeks back. Uh, I think I, I conceded on that and paid you already. Right? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You could just lie to me. I would have paid you again. Um, um, but, and then you also put half your bank account on Memphis and also Milwaukee and you hit on those. So nice. So I'm a rich yeah. man. Yeah, if, yeah, that's if you did. Memphis actually came closer than I thought they were going to after they made the Gasol trade. Uh, they ended up winning 33 games, and it was 34 and a half. Yeah, that, that is, uh, I mean, you got to wonder if they didn't make the Gasol trade, what would have happened there? That may have bailed me out. Who knows? Uh, uh, I mean, they weren't, they weren't playing that well with Gasol, too. Yeah, I just, like, I'm looking at, because uh, the Memphis one was kind of crazy, but I think I... I mean, I wasn't that right. I mean, the Milwaukee one, I can't believe still right now that that was 48. Like, what is the deal with that? Yeah, they won 60. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win 60, but 48, I mean, I don't know. That just seemed crazy to me. Um, but I guess, like, since we're talking about the Bucks, let's just get into the MVP race. Um, it, it's a two-horse race this year. I think most people agree with that between Giannis and James Harden. Um, Harden had one of the most prolific offensive years we've ever seen. And then Giannis was just unbelievable on both sides of the ball. And like, I, I called Giannis having a great year under coach Bud and, you know, my bias, uh, had me picking LeBron for MVP, but I did say Giannis would be second. So there's, that's something, I guess. Yeah, it was a bad take by Shane. I think, I think in our, uh, predictions, he said that we're reaching a Giannis plateau. I think he went way past that plateau, the plateau this year. He hates, he um, hates Giannis. <laughs> but does that mean you I'm taking Giannis for MVP are you yeah I am as well um I know how good Harden was offensively this year um average more points than I think than Kobe did that year he got robbed average the most in the league since what like Jordan I think Jordan averaged 36 and point three or something so I think he just became short of that yeah so it's uh, it's been a long nobody, time yeah so 80s yeah and and I mean the Kobe year was unbelievable too I mean, if you're averaging 35 a night, it's just crazy. And I mean, watching him, like, obviously he's able to create separation a lot, but the contested shots he takes, the threes, sometimes he doesn't even try to get that open. He'll just take it with the guy standing right next to him. It's it's unbelievable. So I did I did write down all their stats comparatively. So points per game was 36.1 Harden to 27.7 for Giannis. The assists were 7.5 for Harden, 5.9 for Giannis. Uh, then, but then Giannis wins all these other categories, rebounds, turnovers, steals per game and PER, even though PER was so close, it was 30.95 and then 30.62. Uh, so both are really close in that, but 12 and a half rebounds for Giannis is absurd. 
I, I think that was the number that really like separated it for me. I mean, to grab 12 and a half boards a game. I mean, that, that's like big guy who's underneath the basket all the time kind of numbers. Um, yeah. He's just, I mean, he's the Greek freak. I was going to call him a freak, but I mean, that's the best word for him. I mean, not just because of his size, but his whole game overall, I mean, combined with the size, it's just, it's really unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I would think that he's got to be close to his ceiling. Um, but I, I think some people are starting to say he might be the best player in the league. Uh, I know that you and I, I think we're having an argument about it. Maybe Shame is there as well. Uh, I, I think that it's Durant, but Giannis is right there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to say, but since um, obviously Giannis is the best player on his team by far, and KD, I mean, you can see what the stuff he can do. I mean, the game last night was ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, it's tough to compare them just because the teams that they're on are tough to compare with. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, obviously Durant, the coward that he is, you know, went to Golden State, a team that won 73 <laughs> games. I mean, we don't have to go over all that. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Whereas Giannis, I mean, it's, I think a testament to – and I, I, I know that, you know, it's just kind of like the classic thing, right? Like the best player on the team with the best record, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's just – there's no one else there. Like Chris Middleton – I think he was uh, rated like the most underrated player in the NBA by his peers. Is that right? Uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure if that's right. But once you become that player, then you almost become overrated, overrated right? That's actually, a, yeah, that's actually a good point. But yeah, I mean, he made the all-star game, so he's getting some respect. But he's a pretty good player. Yeah. I'm not trying to disrespect him at all. But I mean, for them to win 60 games, that had to, obviously a lot to do with Giannis. I mean, and, and Coach Bud, obviously, as well. But I think it has to factor in at some level. Like, obviously, wins are a team number, but I think a lot of the wins are obviously because of, of Giannis, because of the lack of, of help that he has. As a side note, do you remember a couple of years ago when Greg Monroe was a free agent and signing with, like, the small market bucks over the Knicks was, like, a huge deal? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> it's funny to think back now that he's been on, like, three teams this year, even though he started a playoff game this year. Good job for Greg Monroe. Yeah, injuries uh, led him to the starting position for the Sixers this year. Uh, he's getting a lot of heat on Twitter. I think you were giving some heat too. He's pretty bad offensively, but he did grab some boards, which I liked. He was he can still he can still clean up the glass. My my I watched like the first, I was watching the first three minutes of the game and like Jared Allen was getting every board and it was just like come on dude like just box out. Yeah yeah. Um, but he's probably not in great shape. I mean, he's barely played. Um, he didn't even play at all today. So just, or what did he, maybe he got in a little, but, uh, not any significant minutes today. Yeah. I didn't notice whether he got in or not, honestly. Um, a lot more Boban, which I like, I love Boban. Um, yeah. so, <coughs> so do we want to continue with the talking about the playoffs or just go through the awards right now? I guess we can, run, I, I guess we can run through the awards. Uh, let's see, I guess you want to do rookie of the year next. Yeah, I mean that's that's the I mean another two man race. Um, I, I think the difference here is, along with all the stats pointing that way, uh, is Luca did it all year and Trey was phenomenal for the last three months or so. But uh, I mean it's the yearly award and uh, Luca gets it for me. Yeah, um, I was wrong about this because I said it would be don't just buy a mile. Where I don't think that was actually the case. Um, it was the case I'd say for the beginning, like first half of the season, right? Trey, Trey was not good. Like he was bad. I'm not going to say he was not good. He was bad in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like if, if 
I'm just saying, like, overall, all the rookies. Like, I feel like if the rookie of the year ended halfway through the season, it would have been don't just buy a mile, no? Uh, Jaron Jackson, honestly, probably would have been second. And he wasn't even close, yeah. Yeah. So, Trey, uh, 19, 3.7 rebounds, 8 assists, 41% from the field, 32% from three. And then Luca, 21, almost 8 rebounds and 6 assists, uh, 42% from the field, 32% from three. The guy is so good. I thought he was the clear number one pick in the draft. Could not believe he dropped so far. Um, and I mean, he's proving how good he is. That, those are unbelievable numbers from a rookie. And I look, I know Dallas is really bad, but a lot of rookies play on bad teams. I mean, those those numbers are unbelievable. I mean, that that that's how the draft works, right? I mean, the bad teams get the best picks. Yeah, usually, so. and that's just like some kind of weird trade situation. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's like the Pistons drafting Darko. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the the kid's great. I think he's going to get even better. And then, you know, hopefully Dallas can like try to turn around and get some players to play with them. Um, same thing with, with Trey in Atlanta. Um, I mean, they got Porzingis. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great to see those two for, for a while together down there. I'm sure that uh, they'll, they'll win some games, but. Uh, and, yeah. and another bad take, I think I said it and Byrne agreed with me. I said, Dennis Smith and Luca are going to be a great backcourt for years to come. So that's bad take on the predictions. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, they may have been, who knows? Um, you can't really predict trades. I know we yeah, try yeah. to sometimes, but you know, that's kind of tough, but yeah, I really love that trade came on, uh, really helped my fantasy basketball team as well. Uh, won the championship, Frogs. you know, what can I Frogs. say? Frogs. Um, it may or may not have been a, a weird tiebreaker situation. Um, there was no tiebreaker. We're not going to talk mind. about it. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Anyway, yeah, so I, I can't. I, I love watching Trey, and I can't wait to watch him in the future. Just pulling up from all over the court, uh, his range is is pretty amazing. Uh, sixth man of the year, which honestly and awkwardly comes down to like two t- teammates, right? Yeah, unless you have a third. I mean, it came down to Harold and Lou Williams for me. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, I think it needs to be renamed the Lou Williams Award. I mean. The guys, like, just every year, it, it's him. Um, Harold was really great this year, too. But, I mean, like, like how does that work? Because you can't have two six men, right? Six, somebody's the seventh. So is it just straight up, like, who plays more minutes? Or is it, like, which guy comes in first more often? You know, because I feel like only one guy on each team can qualify, right? Or is it just any guy from the bench? I don't think they ever even considered that two players would be in contention for it. Right. Um, I mean, the, the rule is you just have to come off the bench more than you start. Right. Uh, I would assume so. Yeah. That, um, that's probably and, it. I mean, even, even if like injury problems like made loose start, he'd probably just like have four players out there and then sub in after like the tip. Right. Yeah. That dude, he, he, he doesn't want that start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he's great, man. He's still killing it. Like, you, you never know. He could drop 25, 30 every night. I, I loved him when he was on the Sixers. I still love him. He's great. And I mean, it's amazing. Like he's been so consistently good for like, I feel like his peak, which not saying his peak was like amazing, but his peak has been going on for like a while now. Like he's been very consistent over like a lot of years. I feel like he hasn't dropped off at all in a while. No, I mean, any, I mean, he's kind of like, I mean, another six man, uh, like Jamal Crawford. I mean, they, they know what they can do perfectly and they can just keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, obviously like being able to shoot threes helps a lot as well, especially like with the NBA, the way it is now, I mean, shooters in general, like if you look at 
Redick or Kyle Korver, like guys who can't really move that well. I mean, Redick, Redick is like can move a little bit, but like not really as far as like the NBA is concerned, especially. But if you can shoot the ball, you can always play. So like guys like Crawford and Williams um, are always going to have a spot. But yeah, I mean, I heard someone recently saying they should that it should have been the Jamal Crawford award, and now they should change it to the Lou Williams award. But we'll see if he can yeah, get a few more. Be- maybe they'll maybe they'll consider it. I mean, I assume you're taking him as I am, uh, and it would be his third six man of the year award, two and two in consecutive years. Yeah, I I, it, I am, and uh, he's got to have a couple close seconds or thirds probably in there as well. I would guess. Yeah, I'm not sure if they released that information. Probably somewhere, probably basketball reference. Um, but um, let's move on to defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. I don't think like usually it's just like, oh yeah, this is. Rudy Gobert's award. I mean, Rudy Gobert could still get it. I think, um, I think Paul George like had it locked down for a while, especially like in the beginning, middle part of the season. I mean, he was just like on a tear. Um, some people were talking about Giannis, obviously Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi is, you know, still a really good perimeter defender. I mean, almost as good as it gets. Right. And then, I mean, you could throw Joel Embiid in there. Maybe I'm a little biased, whatever, but I mean, I think I'm going to give it to Paul George. He had a heck of a season. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think? I, I, a month ago swore like there was nothing that could happen that I wasn't going to give it to Paul George. Right. But man, did he, he collapse and that team collapse, man. Um, he, he could honestly still get, it. I'm kind of torn like you are, but I, I think I do lean go bear. I mean, that team, he, he's the complete anchor of that team. And, um, just, I mean, it, everything changes when he's in the lane and everybody has to change their shot. Yeah, uh, and I think didn't Miles Turner lead the league in blocks this year? Or am I crazy? Uh, he was. I, I didn't check the final stats, but I, yeah, I, I think he probably was. Yeah, so um, I just want to put his name out there, just because like that's a you know a competitive stat, and to to lead it in the NBA is a big deal. I'm not saying he belongs in the conversation, but uh, yeah, I mean, you no one can blame me for giving it to Gobert. I mean, he gets it almost every year, and I think like if I had to I bet, think he's only won it once, right? No, really. I think Gobert's only won it once, yeah. Draymond's won it recently. Kawhi's won it. I think Gobert's only won it once. I thought he won it twice in a row for some reason. Um, wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, you're Did right. You yeah, it? yeah, it's Gobert, then Draymond, and then Kawhi was twice in a row. And then Joe Kim Noah in 2014. Wow. Joe Kim was like, I think he finished like third or fourth in the MVP voting one year too. Yeah, I mean the Probably Bulls. The Bulls like were really good that that stretch. I mean, and he was great. I, I don't know about MVP great. Uh, but he, he was great, like, uh, defensively and, like, other parts of the game. I mean, he averaged five five assists that year as well. So, I guess I could kind of see that. Um, well, I thought Gobert had more. Because I was going to say, because Gobert has a couple that they would definitely go Paul George. Now I'm, now I'm starting to wonder. But I still think Paul George is the story. So, I think he gets it. Paul George, I mean, we, we talked about the MVP race only being two. It, I mean, people were including him in that when uh, – probably about two months ago. I mean, he was, the thunder were up high, probably around three or so, three, four seed. Um, but like I said, the final month of that team just fell apart. And that's how you lose your, your, your standings in the awards, uh, by your team faulting. And your, I mean, he didn't play great either. You're talking about MVP. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, and defensive player, his stock was so much higher a month ago or so. In well, both of them. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree with you. Like, you were saying there was nothing he could do. I mean, I think everyone was thinking that, like he had it locked down, and he probably still does. We'll see. But 
Yeah, as far as MVP, like, I think a lot of people had him first in their MVP voting, even with all the stuff that Harden was doing. Because, I mean, if you're that good defensively where you might be defensive play of the year and you're also crushing it on the offensive end, that's the thing with Harden. It's like he really only plays one side of the floor. Now, he does that at such an extremely high level that, I mean, you can kind of, it kind of outweighs, like, his negative on the defense. Although, he hasn't been as bad this year. I think he's, like, top five in the, in, in steals in the league, isn't he, this year? Um, I'm not. Yeah, I think he was finished fourth for some reason. Yeah, but so, like... Yeah, he was definitely up there. Yeah, so, I mean, there's that also. Wait, did you say steals? Steals per game? No, he only finished with one po- or 1.0 steals per game. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what I was thinking. I think, I think it might have been deflections or something. Okay. Um. But, yeah, I mean, and a lot of that has to do with, like, laziness. Like, he'll get blown by and then poke a, poke a ball out once in a while. So, it's not really, like, factoring that much into how good he is on defense. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think George was definitely a lot of people's first MVP choice, like, a couple months ago when he was, like, really hot. Well, I mean, since we're talking about him and an award, I think they should add, even though I'm not uh, – I'm trying to say this. If I thought Harden was MVP, I still would have included this uh, – award no. there should be an off- offensive player of the award there right. isn't an nfl and there's an mvp there's an offensive player i just don't like i don't understand why there isn't and i think harden should win offensive player of the year yeah i i'm i'm not buying this whole story about how that you would have you would have included it even if you were picking harden to win mvp but whatever either way i do agree with you because it would take like a lot of pressure off of trying to put people in mvp for certain reasons like for instance i think this year if there was an offensive player of the year award, Giannis would get almost all of the MVP votes. Like it's going to be pretty close. I think Giannis will get it, but I think because they could give him another award, like talking about Harden, they could give him offensive player of the year. Then I feel like people would be like, okay, then I'm not as torn about the MVP thing. Do you agree? Or do you think people would still vote the same way? Well, so I, I agree. And then if they would do that, I don't want the award to exist. Ah, uh, Okay. So, so I decided on including this award after I picked my MVP. It's like it, it had no effect on me picking my MVP, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I got to. I think it would affect me, honestly. Like if a guy can get another award. I mean, I think, I, well, I pick Giannis either way, I guess. Um, I mean, rarely does in the NFL does the offensive player of the year win MVP, right? Like Todd Gurley won it last year, I think. Well, like they, I feel like they always like to give the quarterback MVP, the right? Quarterback, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time the quarterback didn't win MVP, right? Maybe Tomlinson. Yeah, so like, I mean, it, I feel like it's a little different for that reason. It's almost like best oh, quarterback it, award or something, almost. Adrian Adrian Peterson definitely won MVP that one year when he ran over two thousand yards. Yeah, like you got to do something, like yeah, you have to historical. Break yeah, exactly. But, I mean, um, I, I could see it, like, in a tiebreaker situation, kind of like this year where it's really close, if the guy can get another award. Because, like, either Giannis is going to win one and Harden would win one or Harden's going to win both. And I feel like people would would rather each guy get one. Although, I mean, MVP means way more than if there was an Offensive Player of the Year award, right? I mean, those two are not yeah. even close to the same thing. But, I mean, at this point, it's almost like kind of like what's the difference? Because, I mean... I mean, everybody looks at offensive stats anyway when it comes to MVP. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, usually at points per game, assists, shooting percentage maybe sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard for guys that are defensively oriented to, to get into that conversation. 
defense is kind of like reputation. Uh, like a lot of the time, kind of like on offense linemen, like nobody really watches offense linemen, like on a play. And sometimes you just take like for the teams that you don't watch, you just like before Jimmy Butler came to the Sixers, like everybody told me he was a good defense player. And like, I just kind of believed he always was. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to like look at a box score, like look at somebody's averages, be like, Oh yeah, the average 25 decent shooting percentage. Like you could pretty much bet they're a pretty good score, but like, I mean, there's like defensive rating and stuff now, but with defensive players, like you really got to watch guys a lot to like really know, like if they're actually like good defensively or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, but, um, so, I, so if, if your point is that it would affect it, then I say don't include offensive player of the year. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it shouldn't, but I, I would think that it, it would. Yeah. So I believe this is the last word and I wrote all, all the awards down and I wrote all of the winners, um, except for this one, I still have blank. Uh, so, I mean, you said there's a clear cut one, so you try to convince me who the coach of the year is. Oh, it's Budenholzer. It's, it's not even close, man. Um, like look at the over under we talked about earlier 48 they end up winning 60 games the most in the league i think right let me see 60 wins yeah it was most in the league yeah so like warriors only won 57 games i mean they were like half asleep half the season but still it, it means something to win the most games in the league he turned Giannis into what i thought he would um i said that a lot in the beginning of the se- before the season started like Giannis can have his best year ever he's going to be unbelievable again shame on me for not actually making my mvp my LeBron bias really just crushed me. But, I mean, they went way outside of expectations. Like, don't get me wrong. The Clippers, what Doc Rivers did there, unbelievable. The Nuggets getting the two seed was excellent, but they easily could have ended up at the four seed. And I wonder, are we still talking the same way about Mike Malone if they're the four seed? So that was going to be my question about MVP, too. I forgot to bring up, like, it came down to like two games at the end of the year and the nuggets were uh, losing to the Timberwolves by like 10 in the fourth quarter. And they came back at the two seed and then the trailblazers with all their backups somehow come back on the Kings. And that drops Houston down to four. If, if they get the two seed, like is Harden, uh, like he has a better case for MVP too. But uh, so I don't know the answer. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because I mean, the two through four is it's one game difference, right? I mean, three yeah. and four is not even, there's no game difference. So they have the same record. So it's yeah. silly to do that, but um, my my point about Malone was just like they could have easily been the four seed. Like it's still impressive, fifty four wins, but like I'm not putting that much emphasis on the fact that they got the two seed. Um, and I mean they came up six short win, six wins short of Milwaukee, which is still really impressive. But I don't know. I just think the Bucks really like to me were the most surprising team. Like I expected the Nuggets to be pretty good. They ended up at the four seed. I don't think we'd be even be talking about this the same way. And then the Clippers are the other ones. But, like, can you give it to a coach that, like, the team's the eight seed? So you did not convince me. I was hoping that you did convince me and you were choosing Mike Malone because I'm picking Doc Rivers to win the award. Um, this is a team that traded away their best player at the trade deadline. Everybody assumed they were going to tank and try to get a good pick. Um, but this team just kept, he, he managed to get his team to keep fighting, uh, and gets the A seed. I think it's so impressive. I mean, they're 11 games over, uh, they're under, over, under pick, uh, or number. And it's, they traded away to Bias Harris and, uh, Boban. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. I guess, uh, um, you know, having Centarius Thornwell helps, you know, 
uh, you know, it helps you out a lot. But uh, his his four point nine minutes per game. But no, I yeah, mean, huge. but I, I mean, like, yeah, I, it's hard to argue with that. It's just like my thing is they're the eighth seed, so I mean, they overachieved, but they overachieved themselves into mediocrity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and then my point um, is kind of why I didn't pick uh, Bud is because I feel like kind of picking him diminishes what the players did almost, or like kind of like the steps up that Giannis and all them made. Um, I think it was more of them than the actual coaching, even though his scheme um, and surrounding, like, it's almost like the GM surrounding Giannis, all those players did a better job uh, than Budenholzer, in my opinion. Well, he still did a great job. I, I think I think he's in the argument. It was between those three for me: uh, Malone, Doc, and uh, Bud. Well, so for me, it's like I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. It, it, you can argue that it does diminish it, but my thing is, if the Bucks still have the coach they had last season, Giannis doesn't have these numbers. So, and and the Bucks don't have 60 wins. So, he not only made Giannis a better player, but he also made the team better. And like, yes, I mean, it has to do with Giannis being great and making those strides. And yes, it has to do with the surrounding players. Of course, the GM getting those players together. I get all that, but someone's got to take them from where they were to where they are now. And I'm not saying somebody else couldn't have done it, but coach Bud did. And I know for a fact, the coach that they had before, the reason he got fired, the reason they didn't bring him back is because of that, of that exact reason, I think. So He's the guy who really put Giannis in the position to win MVP. Like Giannis is going to win MVP because like coach Budenholzer is his coach. What was that guy's name? Pruitt. I forget, I forget their coach last year. Yeah. After kid got fired, of course. Yeah. Prunty. Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I have a pull. Um, and like, obviously he was like covering for, I think he was the assistant before. So like, it wasn't really like a, uh, it's hard to make changes in the season, like huge system changes, I would say. Yeah. So like maybe I mean, you, you can do it, but I mean, they were kind of um, in the playoff hunt and it's hard to do when you're not like as comfortable as they were this year. Yeah. I mean, maybe I shouldn't blame Prunty as much as I should kid, but like my point is either way, yeah, I, I blame I, kid for everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, I'm just saying like coach, Bud is the reason that Giannis is MVP, by the way, I got to call myself out here because I had uh, Coach of the Year's Brad Stevens. I guess I was banking that also going along with them uh, being the over 59 because if they win like 62, 63 games, I mean, he, he's definitely in the conversation. I I forget who I picked. I don't have it written down. But I might, I might have picked Quinn Snyder. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that, could, that sounds kind of right. Yeah. Somebody did. Um, yeah, because he didn't win it last year, and then I thought he should have won it this year. Or uh, that was my reasoning. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think any, any of those three winning, I don't have a problem with it. I think they all did a great job this year. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, coach of the year kind of seems like this all the time that there's, there's a bunch that there's a bunch of teams that, uh, exceed their expectations and, uh, those coaches deserve it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I lean doc, uh, because of the reasons I said, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, if it goes to Doc, I'll be fine. If it goes to Coach Bud, I'll be fine. Uh, that probably the extent. I mean, I'm not going to be upset if Mike Malone gets it, but I would say if I'm ranking them, I'd probably put him third. 
Would you? Would yeah, you, I mean that's fair. Would you put Bud second or or Malone? I think I put Malone second and yeah, so, third. But so biased with the very, Nuggets, man. Dude, they, I mean, this is a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. And this then is a team that's in, about in, to lose to the Spurs. And this is a regular season award. I, I don't want to hear it, man. We usually do this before the playoffs start. You got yeah, yeah. I, no, I feel you. No, you're, you're right. This, this is a team that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I forget uh, our standings that we had. I mean, I definitely had them in the playoffs, but um, I mean, see, you and Shane had the under for the Nuggets 47 and a half. So I wouldn't have been surprised if you guys had them out of the playoffs. Uh, I had them, I'm trying to find them on my thing. I had them as a six seed. Okay. So, I mean, in the stacked West, I mean, there's no way I would have guessed they were going to be the two seed in the stacked West. And I mean, that would be, I guess my, if I was arguing for Malone, the, the biggest argument, but they could, they're almost the four seed. They're so close to being the four seed. Doesn't matter, man. Once the playoffs start, they don't care about regular season records. So you just look at those, look at those standings. Yeah, I mean, you got home home court up into the Western Conference Finals. I mean, if they make it, which they're not going to, but they're not going to make it there. No, which uh, is going to be interesting to see. I mean, Portland, if they can win that series, then they get San Antonio. I mean, that could be a huge opening for Portland. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like looking at it, I mean, Portland could legitimately end up in the Western Conference Finals. I think. So Charles Barkley, somebody the other day was saying they thought that Portland was going to come out of the West. I think it yeah, was Portland. Charles. I think it was yeah, Charles it Barkley. Was Charles. Yeah, yeah, that's just what I'm saying, man. Like, I know we talked about him the other night. I mean, the guy, is, he's kind of burnt. I mean, I know that some of his basketball analysis is good, but come on, man. You're picking the Trailblazers to come out of the West? I mean, I mean, I know some of these guys say stuff just to get headlines. Um, I Usually Charles isn't one of those guys. Um I honestly won't be surprised if Charles actually believes it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did he say it? Did he say it after the cousin's injury? Uh, I want to say, if he, yeah. said it, if he said it before, then I would just ignore him. But, but if he but, said it after, yeah, but they still got to beat the Rockets. No, they don't. Well, I'm saying the Ro- like, let's say the Warriors like lose to, they either got to beat the Warriors without Boogie or the Rockets. They're worse than both those teams. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially with the Nurkic injury, uh, it kind of hurts. Right, I mean, kinda. I mean, I think it hurts a lot, doesn't it? I mean, he's what, isn't he like their second or third best player? Um, he's got. I mean, he's not better than CJ, so he's got to be third. All right, yeah. So he's their third best player. Dude, I mean, that's can, Cantor's playing well for them right now. Yeah, and I mean that's huge because uh, what is he? He's uh, can't play him or something. Yeah, I think he's Enos can't play him. Cantor. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, I mean he's he's been holding his own, and that's going to be important. Uh, watching uh, CJ and and Russ go at it, it's just been awesome. CJ or Dame? Uh, my bad, Dame. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, except for that, Russ can't shoot threes. Yeah, not at all. Um, you want to move on to the playoffs? We'll talk about that. So we'll just start with that <laughs> series. Yeah, sure. Uh, that one's been a lot of fun. Like I said, that that. Well, I misspoke, but I meant the Dame Russell Westbrook matchup's been great. Uh, minus Westbrook just shooting, I think less than twenty percent, maybe from three, um, which is obviously like bad, um, terrible. Not good. Yeah, it's and not like good. it's like take less, maybe. Um, and then they had the whole press conference, which I know that I don't know if you want to talk about it, but they kind of acted 
childish, I would say. Uh, I would say he acted like Russell Westbrook. Well, what about Paul George, though? He acted like Russell Westbrook, too? Yeah, he's acting like uh, Russell Westbrook's friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of childish, no doubt. Uh, I just filled out, like, the NBA bracket thing the other day. So, like, some of the series were already started. I think everyone had played, like, two to three, two games, I think. Uh, and I have Portland winning 4-2. But I definitely would have taken OKC before the series started. So, it would have been a bad I, I I know you you did send us your um, standing or your predictions um, for. Let me find them. I was at a tailgate all day and I did not make any predictions. And luckily, I didn't have to watch this Sixers game one because of it. So there we go. Yeah, I had the Thunder in six. It looks like could still happen. Yeah. Could still happen. I I would have said that also. You said the Rockets sweep. I disagree with that. Well, yeah, let's, we can move on to that series. Dude, look at the first two games. I don't care. On the game, we're going to Utah, man. We're yeah. to Utah. Okay, let's go to Utah. Let's see what happens in, in Utah. Let's see some hey, kind of magic in Utah. It's not happening. Well, I didn't think Donovan Mitchell was going to be like Donovan Mitchell. Like I thought he was actually going to play. I thought he was going to become someone else. Yeah. But he is who, who I thought he was. You know what? I was surprised because, like, he got a lot of – I feel like – I mean, as Sixers fans, we obviously, like uh, – I mean, hate's a strong word, but I think we do hate him. But I, yeah. I, I was surprised when I looked up his numbers to see. He's averaging uh, – let me try to find this thing. He's averaging more points per game, more blocks per game, more assists per game, more rebounds per game. Uh, and then he's shooting uh, 36% from three – and then he's shooting 4% less on two-pointers, but just about the same overall field goal percentage because his three percentage was higher. Are you looking at basketball reference? Yeah. All right. So I just wanted to make sure you weren't on the ESPN. So I was going to start doing this more uh, on the podcast and asking you guys what the player's PER is. Because um, a 15 is a average. Like, that's the average NBA player is 15.0. Uh, what do you think Donovan Mitchell's was this year? Well, uh I, I'm looking at it right now. I would have get it's it's uh, it's at the top basketball reference, but I would have guessed 15. Really? Oh, okay. It was 17.26, which is it was ranked 79th uh, in the. Oh NBA yeah, year. my bad, my bad. I meant to say I would have guessed 20. I'm sorry. Not oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I definitely would have overshot that, but still, I mean, I feel like for all the hate that Sixers fans give him, like that's a 20, almost 24, and then uh, four rebounds, four assists, like. That's not bad. I guess I guess the problem is like the disconnect between who he actually is, which is a pretty good player, versus like what Utah kind of is talking up as and like how the whole rookie of the year conversation went where it's like Ben Simmons is a superstar, Donovan Mitchell is not. But that is not to say he's not a great player, right? Well, I mean, my problem is did you see the um there was uh one of those things where the ESPN guys pick um like who would you rather have uh, to start your franchise? And it was all the uh, rookies from last year. So it was Simmons, Fox, Tatum, and Mitchell. And one guy actually ranked um, Simmons last, which just throw him out of it. Yeah. Um, but like, it was actually like legitimately close and Fox was fourth. I would have Fox over Mitchell and pro- maybe Tatum. I would definitely take Fox over Mitchell. And yeah, I think it would take him over Tatum as well. I think he'd be my second there. Definitely. He's, yeah, he's incredible. Like, 
only one guy had him number one, which I mean, I guess that's not a surprise, but uh, I definitely think he's definitely not number four in my opinion. No, I'm with you. I mean, it's I, I can't imagine thinking that I would start a franchise with any of those players other than Ben. I mean, people are so focused on shooting. Like the guy just had 30, took no jumpers, basically. Like who cares? Like it's like saying like if you have Shaq, it's just because he's a point guard. Like when you had Shaq, it wasn't like oh Shaq can't shoot jumpers. Like who cares if he can't shoot jumpers? It doesn't matter. It's the same thing with Ben. Yeah, like he, I know Ben plays outside. He's still outside. averaging the half court, man. He's still averaging the half court. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's averaging he's averaging in the half court. He's average averaging the half court to a three one series lead. So <laughs> it's Jared Dudley, man. Come on. That's that's what Ben said. That's that's all that needed to be said right there. That was a great response. Yeah. He's like, it's Jared Dudley, man. Come on. We talking about yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Utah gets one one in this series, right? You no, think they're still gonna sweep. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I mean, I said sweep before, and like, I, I only feel I feel more confident now. Although, I will say this in the NBA.com thing, I did I did give Utah a game. I I, I backpedaled on my sweep just because like <laughs> my other sweep predictions weren't going so well. I think Philly yeah. and Toronto, I both had as a sweep. Yeah, I did, and they both lost a game. Yeah, you already, said. So. You sent that text like right before the Sixers came and then both of those lost. Yeah. I mean, I was, um, just, I was trying to be, you know, I was just trying to make some picks, you know, put my neck on the line and then no one responded with picks. So I guess you guys are all cowards. What can I say? Uh, well, this was going back to the uh, over-unders. Uh, when I was doing it, I went through the order that we did it in. So it was alphabetical starting with the East. Um, so it went Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Chicago, and Cleveland. And you got all those teams wrong. <laughs> so you started 0 for 6. And I was like, uh-oh, this, this might be trouble for Bill. Yeah, that is pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, um, it didn't end too strong either, so. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if this is a sweep. Um, and then, I mean, I think we all thought. Actually, no, you actually didn't pick the war. You picked the Warriors in five. You thought the Clippers were going to get a game. Yeah, well, I didn't expect him to come back from down, and this is hilarious, 31, 31, which is just amazing. Also an NBA record. Golden State loves losing and and breaking NBA records. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect that. I just thought, like, the Warriors are so lazy, like, and they're so much better than the Clippers, and they know it. So I just figured, like, they just come out flat, and then, like, one of the games in the third quarter, like, try to just turn it on and, like, wouldn't be able to get the engine started, then Clippers could like squeak one out. I did not expect it. I mean, no one would have expected it to happen the way it happened, but yeah, I mean, the that's the complete opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I got that right. I, I kept it as five in my NBA.com thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Clippers are going to win another game. Do you? Dude, the Clippers, the Clippers are good at this. Didn't they, uh, didn't they come back from a huge deficit against the Grizzlies? Like, I forget when it was, probably about three years ago when Lob City was all there. Um, I don't remember. I, I thought it was like I thought it was like a twenty-five point deficit or something. No, I I don't remember that at all. But I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just I don't have that kind of memory, bro. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought if they if they did get five, I thought it would and definitely would have been a home game. Uh, they stole one in Golden State. Uh, I don't think they get another one. It's it's two one right now. They yeah. play tonight, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. But yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's. No, they don't play tonight. This, but Milwaukee plays tonight, and then Houston plays tonight. So then they play tomorrow because everyone plays between these two days. But um, right now is uh, Denver San Antonio. It looks like it's tied at fifty-one. 
uh, with the minute and a half left. Although I got internet TV, so I'm like 20 seconds behind real time. But by the yeah, time you hear this podcast, it will be over, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, it does not matter. I picked the Nuggets in six initially, and I stuck with that, even though they're down one two. Uh, even though it was one one at the time, I think um, they're down one two. I guess one two now. San Antonio's got two wins. Um, dude, can San Antonio do this? I think they can. I think they can. I I had Nuggets in seven in my mind. I'm going to stick to that. Um, but if, I mean, if they go down three, one here, there's no way they're going to win three in a row against pop. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, obviously pop's not going to be in consideration for coach of the year, but I did, I forgot to bring him up because man, you could argue this is the best coaching job he's ever done. Like leaving the playoffs I, out I of think, it. I think last year though, I had with that, like Kawhi played eight games. Yeah. Like, what? Six, six seed. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess, I guess I am factoring in a little bit of the playoffs. I mean, if they win this series, would that would that sway you? I mean, what I mean, it's a regular season award. Do I, no, no, do no. I, think I meant Pop's like a great coach. No, no, no. I meant like, would it sway you as far as his best oh, coaching season? Um, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely would, would. It helps his chance, yeah. Yeah, I, I think if I think if he wins this series, it's going to be hard to argue against. Um, well, I didn't know Derek White was the best player in the world. So. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and I think like I was listening to a podcast, and I think they said that Pop didn't even know who he was when they got when they got him. No, like, he only knows international players. Yeah, like he was like, I never even heard of this guy. But then he doesn't you know, watch college basketball. Lo and behold, he turns out to be the next Michael Jordan. Um, but yeah, you, and, you know where you know where Derek White started college at the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, a D two school. He didn't get any D one offers. It's crazy, man. Good for him. Um, yeah. But I, I'm going to stick with Denver. You are too, right? Denver and seven, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that, that home court in game seven, will, even though, I mean, they got a lot of experience on San Antonio's side. Um, so we'll Yeah. See. I mean, it's hard to bet against Pop, especially if he's up 2-1. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Nuggets are more talented, so I think they'll figure it out. Um, and the other side, like the least exciting series ever, Milwaukee and Detroit without Blake Griffin. Uh, I think this is pretty safe to say this is a sweep. Yeah, I I probably would have said sweep beforehand. And, I mean, th- this team, dude, Thon Maker is just jacking up threes, and he's starting for the Pistons. This is a guy who couldn't get minutes for the Bucks. Not that, like, obviously the Bucks are good, but, like, if a guy can't get minutes and then he's starting, kind of like Greg Monroe. <laughs> it's not good. It's not, it's not good for your team. And he's shooting a lot of shots. Um yeah, Blake. Uh, it's a shame because uh, Blake really had a great year. Uh, so it's a, it's a shame that his season's going to end like this. Yeah, it would have been cool to see if he could like put up forty and like fifteen and and get one at home or something, just to see him like, and, like he's, try to go he, off. He's arguably what the the best defensive matchup you could think of for Giannis, right? He's I mean, like the yeah. strongest, fastest dude, athletic. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Ben Ben's somewhat there, but not strong enough at all. Um, I think Blake's much stronger than he is. So no, for sure. Blake's like a freaking house. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I hope he can come back. Uh, I'm not sure if he's playing in the game tonight, but uh, it'd be fun to see. Yeah, for sure. And like, who knows if he'll be all the way himself. Um, all right, let's move on. Cause like, it's kind of boring. Um, <laughs> Boston, Indiana, not boring, but Boston's up three Oh, and I don't know how you picked Celtics in seven. Wow. I would have said five. 
I, I figured India, I figured Indiana probably could have kept one game. Um, but I mean, the first game was not competitive. I think they scored like 75 points or something, the Pacers. Um, but I mean, they've kept it close since game one. Well, the Pacers were up big in game one and then blew it. Then they were up big in game two, also blew it. And then uh, game three, I think, was pretty close most of the way, I want to say. So, I mean, in my defense, like, it hasn't been like the Celtics are just crushing them. Um, I think this, I think in the third quarter of the first game, that was really what swung it pretty badly because I think the Pacers scored like eight points or something in the third quarter, if I'm remembering correctly. So, I mean, it's just like if the Pacers had better second halves in game one and game two, like this could be 2-1 or it could be 2-1 Indiana almost very easily. So it's been as close, I think, of the series. The final scores are a little misleading, like Celtics by 10, Celtics by 8, Celtics by 8. But the games have had, like like I said, Indiana had big leads in game one and two. And then I think game three was pretty close throughout. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not kind of kind of similar to what you're saying about the Sixer series. If they finish in five, like it's, it's a much closer series than the games actually. Impl- and then the a 4-0 or 4-1 implies. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think both series are probably going to finish in five. And what's crazy is you would think, like, if I told you, hey, like, Celtics one and five, Sixers one and five. Like you'd be like, all right, they're probably like looking pretty solid going into the next round. But honestly, they're probably both going to win in five, and I'm thinking they're both going to get smoked in the next round. Um, like the Celtics don't look good. The Sixers do not look good. They're playing freaking Brooklyn, and I don't. I think the Celtics look terrible. No, I mean you could you could argue that the the Raptors don't look good too, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then it's like, well, Milwaukee looks good, but they're playing like, I mean, a, a non-play. I mean, Blake's not playing. That's not a playoff team. I mean, it's barely a playoff no, team as it is right now. But and then without their best player slash All NBA player, he's it's yeah, they're awful. Yeah, so who's I'm, their best? Play- I don't even know who's drumming their best player. I'm, um and and. I mean, and using like this is the worst matchup Drummond could find because Lopez all he does is shoot threes now. Yeah, I mean they have Reggie Jackson. Is he healthy? Right? Yeah, I don't think Reggie Jackson's good, but yeah, he's yeah. healthy. He's getting paid though. Um, Luke Kennard, he's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you mentioned Toronto. That's the other series. They're up one-one. Uh, I picked them to win in two-one. Oh yeah, sorry. Last night. Yeah, two-one. My bad. Uh, so I had them as a sweep. Uh, then I, I changed it to six games in the NBA.com thing. Um, they're probably going to win in five, though. You think Orlando's going to win another game in that series? I probably would have said sweep also, but I think it's going to be six. I, th- I think Orlando can can win another one. It was close last night. Siakam went off. Um, I mean, Orlando's a pretty good team. I mean, Jonathan Isaac is not afraid of anybody right now, and he's going after Kawhi uh, very aggressively. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi only had 16 last night. I think he... Before that, he was leading the playoffs, averaging like 31 a game. Not that that means anything because it was like two games, but um, yeah. it's not, it doesn't bode well for them. I mean, he's got to – I mean, 16 is not going to get it done. And Kyle Lowry, man, like that dude he's, in the playoffs, awful. it's crazy. Like he's so bad in the playoffs. That game one, I mean, like you can't – and he was trying to argue like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like all oh, the other parts of my game are good. Like, dude, it's not just that. Like, well, I forget how many shots he took. He didn't take – he didn't even take enough shots. It was like, you got to be, if you're going to like not score, you got to be 0 for like 20. You can't be, you know what I mean? Like you got to, you got to put 
put up Donovan Mitchell numbers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at um, Kyle's if it's going to load on me. Here it goes. The last three games. Um, oh, you're not going to give me any shots. But yeah, first game he had no points. Eight assists and seven rebounds. So I guess that's what he meant by everything else. Yeah, I mean but that was his argument. 30, Thirty-four points and no, or thirty-four minutes and no points. Like, come on. Yeah, it's just unacceptable. Like, it's fine that I mean it's good that the other parts of your game are good, but like you're not the best player, be the second best player. Like your team needs you to be aggressive and score. Like that's just it doesn't matter. And like I was listening to TNT and like. Because Kyle's like, oh, yeah, I had, like, a good game, like, whatever. And so both Kenny and – I mean, not Kenny. Both Jack and uh, Charles were like, well, then you need to have a bad game in game two. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I agree with that. Actually, it's a good assessment. Yeah, he, he was over 7 and 0 from 6 from 3. And then also missed two free throws. <laughs> he was over 2 from the free. But he was uh, plus 11, and everybody else was negative. So there, that's what he meant by playing well. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you want to look forward, uh, at all, but, um, do you? Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I mean, I, we, I think we have everybody winning the same, uh, everybody winning same teams, right? Yeah. Um, it may have been a little different if it was beforehand, but, um, yeah, the series is kind of starting to take shape. Um, next round, I got golden state over Houston. That's going to be a great series. It's pretty much I mean, it could be interesting in the finals. I think looking back in retrospect, people are going to say that's the NBA finals. But um, we'll see when we get there, obviously. But, uh, really? I, you think Houston's the second best team in the league? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, we're on completely different wavelengths with Houston, then. Who, who do you think is the second best team? I think a team from the East might be. Like Milwaukee? No, I, I mean, I think Toronto is the most talented team in the East. All right, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, I guess. So I got I got Golden State over Houston in in seven. What about you? I, I say five. <laughs> I think Golden State in five. Wow, that would be a shock to me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe, I guess maybe I should reevaluate since the cousin stuff definitely is out, right? Yeah, he's out. I'll say six. I'll, I'll give them one game. I'll give Cousins the one game buffer. Um. Then I got Portland over Denver in six. That's a tough one. Um, man, I think I, I, cause I think Dame is the best player on the court there. Um, and the Nuggets just don't have enough experience besides Bill Sapp. So I, I'll take Portland in six. Cause I think they closed out at home. Yeah. And like, I mean, this kind of might sound silly, but I also picked Portland because like, San Antonio could come out and I feel like San Antonio is not beating Portland. So that's the other thing. Uh, don't say that. Never, never say anything that pop can't do something, man. Um, all right. So we both got, you had Portland at six as well. Is that what you said? I said six. You said seven. No, I got Portland at six. I misspoke. Oh, okay. I okay. thought you said seven. Okay. Um, yeah. Six. All right. So let's flip flop back to the East real quick. Second round. Uh, I got Milwaukee over Boston. I, I gave Boston too many games. I, I did this in seven. I'll stick with it because Boston's really talented, but I could see this this being finished in six. I mean, yeah, what what Boston team is going to show up is the question, right? Right. Um, but, man. <laughs> They're so I'm talented. I'm taking Boston. I'm, oh, I'm taking Boston. 
Wow. I think when we're talking about players I can cover, I think Horford is a great matchup to cover Giannis. Um, not as athletic as he needs to be. I mean, nobody can cover Giannis to be honest, but, um, he, he's strong enough down low that he just, he can't like bully him down low. Um, and I think they, like when Horford's out, they just have so many guys that they can just throw at him. Um, well, that's the thing. They got a lot, a lot of young athletic bodies to throw at him. That's, that's like, that's in their favor for sure. Yeah. I mean, you got Tatum, you got Brown. I mean, smart's not going to be back, but smart's like that Patrick Beverly annoying type who can just cover anybody they want. Yeah. Um, no, I guess he, he'd be too, way too small to cover Giannis. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll say Boston and six. Wow. Yeah. Finally, we differ. I don't, I don't feel good about it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually feel pretty confident in Milwaukee. I know I said seven, but like I said, I could see it in six. Um, like Boston on paper, like, yeah, but I don't know. I just don't trust them. And they haven't even, they have looked poor, like they haven't looked good. So, um, if it makes you feel any better about my pick, like if you told me Milwaukee in five, like I would a hundred percent believe you. <laughs> like if you told me like that, this is going to happen to be like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I could see that as well. Uh, like you said, it just depends on what Boston team shows up. If the bad one shows up, then Milwaukee could definitely win a five. Um, Toronto, Philly. I got Toronto in six. I, I feel like we look terrible. And I grant you that Toronto does not look great against the Magic, but I don't know. Yeah, this is this is another tough one. Um, Toronto has the best player, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Embiid. Oh, I just saw the Embiid foul again, and it looked cleaner this time around. Um, if Embiid's healthy, he's the best player, but I don't think he's 100% healthy. Is he going to play? Um, I'll say Toronto at seven. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing our best ball, I think we can beat them, um, and it could be a great series. Um, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Um yeah, that's I, for sure. I, I mean, that's what we're hoping out of these two series. Like, this is what everybody's been waiting for from the East. Like, four good teams are finally here. LeBron's gone. Let's play some basketball. Let's do that uh, basketball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're wrong about the Warriors series, then you're going to get four really good second-round series. Even if you're right about that, you're going to get three. I mean, most likely, I think we're betting that you're going to get at least three really good competitive series that we think could probably go either way, right? Uh, well, it, I mean, yeah, if, if San Antonio wins this, I, I agree with you that Portland's going to win that one, but yeah, I mean, and no, wait, I don't know. And Houston can't win. No, no. I'm talking about the other three. Oh, then yeah, yeah. 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 Like leaving that one out, the, you're getting at least three really good series that could, that could go either way. Like, I, I, I mean, I have golden state. I think I said, what did I say? Like seven. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. I, I don't see them losing. Like that would be a shock. I think. Um, all right. Speaking of them, Western Conference Finals. I got them over Portland in six. I say five. Yeah, that's um, probably right. I just don't like. I don't like that matchup uh, for Portland. Um, for anybody, especially without, especially without Nurkic. Yeah, I mean it's it's bad for anybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean they got somebody. I mean when they go on the court with the two or three best players in the court at all times. Yeah, probably one and two. Dame three, right? Uh, Dame's better than Clay. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right. Um, Eastern Conference Finals. 
Milwaukee, Toronto. I have. You have Boston, have Boston Toronto. Toronto. I mean, either way, that's. I think we're thinking this conference finals in the East is going to be a great series. I got Milwaukee in six over Toronto. I got Toronto in seven. Over Boston. Yeah, over Boston. If they play Milwaukee, what do you think? Toronto in six. Wow. Toronto? Uh, yeah. Toronto plays I like Boston. Toronto. I like Toronto in six if they play Boston. All right. I mean, I'm I mainly pick the games when I, I like I when I'm picking I, I usually have the home team closing out. So that's why I usually pick six or seven. Um, yeah, I get that. Because closing on the road and especially in a game six is just yeah, it's tough. so difficult. Yeah. Um, and then I have Golden State, Milwaukee. Got Golden State in six in that one. Who covers Giannis in that? It's got to be KD. Uh, Draymond, right? You think KD does? They probably. I think yeah. I think they're going to switch like back and forth, probably. Yeah, that's that's going to be annoying for him though, because that's like you can throw KD and he's got the length, and then just I mean Draymond's annoying and, and a good defender. Yeah, I and mean, then, and Iguodala could even <laughs> play a little too. Yeah, you're making me think it would be five. <laughs> I mean, Iguodala is not. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want you to change your pick. I'm, I'm, I would pick Golden State in five, but and and you have them playing uh, Toronto. You have Toronto, Golden State in five in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably right. They're just so good, man. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Like this has been this year's been a little exciting because like at least we know it's not going to be LeBron against the Warriors, um, or LeBron against whoever comes out of the West for. The last eight years. Um, but yeah, so it's been a little exciting watching the four, the four East teams. If it does come down to them, actually duke it out. Yeah, for sure. And then like, we're right there now where like the league is kind of like, so like I'm looking forward to next year. So like Golden State, like is what? Like they're not the one seed. They're like a six next year. The Knicks. But when KD's gone. Yeah. Boston's going to, Boston's going to fall unless they get, Anthony Davis. So let's say Boston's around the same. The Knicks are probably going to make the playoffs as like a six seed. You're going to have like, it's going to be who hard. Who are you assuming goes to the Knicks? <laughs> like obviously KD, but who else? Kyrie. Kyrie. And then yeah. I'm assuming they can put like a half-ass team together around them enough to like make the playoffs in the East. I mean. Oh, they got they got the franchise there with Moutier. So you just got to build around them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to be better than Detroit, Brooklyn, and Orlando with those two, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, dude, I, I really like D'Angelo Russell's game. I mean, I know he hasn't played great against the Sixers, but dude, that dude can finish in the lane like a boss. That, his floater, it might be the best floater in the league. Yeah. And, and he, uh, he really came into it this year, man. Like, uh, it, it was like not looking good for a while there. Dude, this is why I don't, I, like, I wasn't that high on him, uh, in the draft. I remember Shane was, and I argued with him a little, um, but I, like, if you're gonna draft a player based off their potential, do not like. It's two years. The kid was what 21 years old, 20 years old when you traded him away. Like, yeah, I forget which give him po- time to develop. Yeah, I forget which podcast I was listening to. It might have been Bill Simmons, and he's like, "Oh, like DeAndre Russell's mature now. Who would have thought that between the ages of 18 and 21, someone would mature? That's just <laughs> yeah. crazy." 
<laughs> I was I was laughing because I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's so obvious, but I mean, the Lakers are a freaking dumpster fire, apparently. I mean, Magic yeah, just quitting on the last day of the season. Like, what the hell? Yeah, Rob Lowe. I mean, Rob Polenka making all the. Uh, <laughs> they got to get rid of that guy. <laughs> He's so bad. They got to get rid of that uh, guy. But and then they're bringing in Jason Kidd for like and Tyron Lue for coaching jobs. Oh, I mean, Lou Lou makes sense because like he he's been with LeBron and won a title with LeBron. Um, I'm surprised Pat Riley is not in the conversation more. But maybe he Riley. maybe he would come over to like take Plinka's job. What what is he with the Heat? What is his title? Uh, probably like president of basketball ops or something, right? Okay, I mean he's basically just like the. Boss. He's the, the yeah, he's the boss man. That's his title. <laughs> his official Your title boss is man. boss man. <laughs> yeah. Um we'll see how long Spolch for last there too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Bad year. Um but yeah, the, the Lakers aren't I mean, you're never in a bad situation with LeBron, but you can't let LeBron just do whatever he wants with the, the roster because you see how that has turned out. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because, like, this is a weird season where the Lakers look like they're on a pretty good track at Christmas, and then LeBron gets hurt. He's out, like, 17, I think, straight games, and that was it. That was the whole season. I mean, if he doesn't miss those 17 games, this might be a different conversation. Like, I- I'm betting that they're in the playoffs if he doesn't miss those 17 games. Granted, like, look how bad he was when he came back, but who's to say he was 100%? I mean, people want, believe whatever they want to believe, but personal trainers have come out to say like he was playing through a shit ton of pain. So like, I mean, who knows? I'm not making any excuses for him once he returned, but I'm just saying, I think it has something to do with the injury. Cause look at like, he looked a lot better beforehand. And if he could play the same the rest of the season, I think they make the playoffs, but either way they had to make a lot of changes this off season either way. So. Well, speaking of personal trainers, can somebody get Brandon Ingram to the gym, please? <laughs> like God, guy, he's so long and talented, but he's just a, still like, twig out there it looks like yeah i mean it's kind of like durant but you know you're not you're not seven foot you know tall so um he, he does he, he's never had the, the jump shot well that's too. Yeah. yeah that that too yeah. um so you can't really get away with it yeah i agree i mean it's weird i don't know if he's just fighting him because i imagine that the lakers are telling him to put weight on and maybe he's just telling him to go to hell i i don't know it's <laughs> it's kind of bizarre and then lonzo got hurt this year it's yeah know. I Everything. mean, I mean, Murphy's all out in LA for the Lakers. Yeah, like let's see if they can get. I mean, I can't believe they didn't get AD with the deal that they threw to the Orleans. Like, what, I just still mind-boggling. But maybe they can get AD, or maybe they can uh, convince Kawhi to go there instead of to the Clippers. I mean, him and LeBron could do a lot of damage. Um, I do, mean, do you think the who was it? Will or Dems? Right, he was the GM in New Orleans. Yeah. Do you think he was just never going to trade with them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, he was just messing with them the whole time. Because, dude, that last offer, that that it tells you everything you need to know. If you don't take that offer, that means you were you were messing around. Who, who it was basically everybody, right? It was everybody it was and, and four first round picks. Like it was missing Kuzma there. I feel like, I thought somebody was off there. Okay, but it still had four four first round picks. Yeah, yeah. Like, who cares that, okay, so the Lakers, like, some of the players, like, oh, maybe not convinced, like, they're going to pan out. But they're, they're, none of them are, like, total scrubs. Like, they're all pretty solid. So you got a solid young core. And then you got four first-rounders. I think there may have been second-rounders involved in that, too. Like, I mean, you're going to have to rebuild. What better way than to have a couple of decent young players 
Like, who knows? Maybe Lonzo gets a little better. And then you have four first-rounders. Like, there's no better way to rebuild. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to get anywhere near that deal now. Yeah, it was kind of like the uh, – the, uh, did you see any of the Game of Zones that have come out, like, in the last two weeks? No, I haven't been watching. I need, I need to watch, though. Uh, there's one with the uh, Jimmy Butler infamous practice in Minnesota. Oh, really? Which is pretty funny. Yeah, and, like, they, they see a scroll that, like – Houston offered them four first round picks and then Tibbs just turned it down. He's <laughs> like, it's like, I'll take Robert Covington instead. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you're going to offer those first round picks, man, you better make sure you're good and not Brooklyn, uh, giving away all those picks. Yeah. I mean, it made, I mean, it was too much. Like I thought LA was giving away too much, but at the end of the day, you could argue, well, if AD resigns, you get LeBron and AD together for at least three years. That's kind of hard to argue with, man. Like, well, yeah, the, the the problem is by the time you get AD now, assuming like they just wait this year and then he comes in free agency. I mean, dude, LeBron's old. No, no. I was saying I like mean, they either had to get him this season or they got to get him this offseason. Like they can't wait another yeah, year. They yeah. got to get somebody, either him or Kawhi there like now. Yeah, you, you waste it. I mean, not LeBron's prime, but I mean, he's, he's basically still good, like still great. Like he's, he's not the best he ever was but you just wasted a year of his career yeah and like yeah where he's still one of the best players in the league like i mean first part of the season anyway i mean the last part like i said it was just a disaster but i mean who knows year to year like how much worse he's gonna get too some of the mistakes lebron made this year too like it was just like little things where uh, i remember the one play like the ball was just rolling and then like yeah some player jumped at him and he like went out of bounds i was like who is this guy like this is not LeBron James. Yeah, it was weird when he came back because he was like checked out. Like he wasn't he wasn't uh, focused at all. Like he was being lazy. Space Jam too much. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like it was like two different players. I mean, honestly, like it depends on how he looks next year. But we could be looking back and saying that injury was it. That was the thing that because if you look at his whole career, I mean that that's the biggest injury he's had, right? Yeah, I mean it's, it's like the only injury he's had. Exactly. So like. I'm, I mean, if you look at the, like I said, the beginning half of the season, going to last season, it's all good. Then that happens. And it, I mean, again, if, if he comes back next year and he's got AD or Kawhi and he just, if it's possible, he could just be back to himself, especially because like, if he doesn't have to be the main guy, I mean, you know, that that's going to help a lot, obviously. So, well, before we, all right, if you had anything else, but I wanted to make sure before we ended the podcast to talk about some of the strangest moments uh, in the NBA this year. It was a and, weird year. Uh, I think I think we had to start with the very beginning of the year when uh, Kawhi Leonard laughed, <laughs> I think, for the first time in his life. Yeah, that was totally bizarre. Um, it seemed like... like, it, like <laughs> that's like, what, like if an alien was sending an alien that looked like a human down to like trick us, that's how they would try to laugh. Like That's how they would make the person laugh, to try to seem authentic. <laughs> It was so strange. That was, was actually like a pretty good impersonation, by the way. That was I have been practicing, you know, in the mirror. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> it was just like, I, I didn't believe what I was like. Somebody, I think it might have been you or Shane who texted and it was like, you guys, you have to listen to this. And I was like, what, do you, what, what, do you, what could this be? It's just a press conference. And then I heard it and I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I imagine and, everyone in the room the, was just stunned. The way, like, it was a, the greatest answer to the question too, because if somebody asks you to describe yourself and you say I'm a fun guy, you're clearly not a fun guy. Like, 
I'm a pretty fun guy, you know? Yeah. Say it in the most monotone voice. Yeah, I mean, if I had to bet, I would bet that he's he's not that, which is fine. <laughs> he doesn't have to be. No. He's a great basketball player. He's a chill dude. That's his thing. Um, another weird moment, uh, just Markel Fultz shooting the ball. Yeah. At all times. And uh, thoracic um, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think we could talk about that for an hour, so <laughs> I don't really want to, but it was just – very very strange. Yeah, I saw him uh, standing on the like next to somebody on the bench, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like the other uh, the last night, like uh, the other night, whatever. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I forgot this dude even exists. <laughs> yeah, um, man, Sixers and the rookies. Like, you see Zaire sitting on the bench now too. It's just yeah, uh, something is wrong with being drafted by the Sixers. Yeah, for sure. You have any any weird moments? Uh, I mean, I mentioned the magic thing. I feel like there was a couple other weird things that night that I can't remember. Um, like Crawford dropped like fifty one or something, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, the fourth team that Jamal Crawford has scored fifty points for. Oh yeah, and D Wade and Dirk both retired that night, um, which is crazy. Um, and like, what's weird for me is like, why did either of them retire? D Wade like can still ball. I'm not saying like he's great, but like. I mean, he was fine as a starter on a not great team, but like, I mean, he was still like closing out games and shit. And then Dirk, like, I think he go he just wants to go hang out with Gabrielle Union. So, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Which I mean, I can't blame him. And I already saw like he's on the golf course, like chugging the end of a bottle of chugging rose. Wine. Yeah. Dude, like, he's chugging wine on the golf course. Dude, good for him, bro. Like, yeah, just have a time. And then Dirk was the other one. Like, I know Dirk can barely walk. But, like, he's still out there raining threes, and I think he started some games. I know Dallas is really bad, but, like, I don't know. If it was me, I would just, like, still just ball until, like, I literally couldn't. But it might be bad for his knees. Like, he looks like he's going to be using a cane in, like, five years. Yeah, he, he's he's having trouble walking, and um, I, I can see Dirk retiring more, even though Dirk, can we agree that, like, he's going to be a Mav, like, employee for life? Like, they're going to find a job for him oh, in yeah. the organization. Oh, yeah. He'll have some bullshit title and just roam around the hallways and, you know, shoot some shots in, in, in during practices and stuff. They, they probably, I mean, Wade probably gets the same offer, but he just doesn't care. He's, he's leaving. Yeah. I mean, he's going to live his best life. He'll probably be yeah, chugging, hanging out with LeBron. I mean, he, that's probably bad news for the Lakers. If D Wade goes and moves out there like permanently, cause he's going to be over LeBron's house trying to drink wine. You know, LeBron loves wine. D Wade will be going yeah. ham every night. LeBron will be hung over at Lakers games the next day. That, that was another thing, another weird thing. I was going to mention that like Chris Paul, LeBron, and Carmelo show up, and then uh, Carmelo gets a loose ball at Wade's retirement and pretends to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, he actually passed out of the shot. It was shocking. Yeah, someone's saying yeah. like he was trying to show teams that he's willing to change his ways. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Um, I guess he's retired now, right? Like what's with that? That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know what's up with now. I guess that's another thing. Oh, that was another thing that was mentioned on the, uh, on our, our preview podcast. Byrne was talking about how good Melo is going to be with the Rockets. I don't know if he was being sarcastic or not, but it sounded sincere. Who was saying that? Byrne. Uh, we're going to have to follow up and ask him if he was serious about that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. because I think it was like a real quick comment, so like, like we didn't talk about it. So I, like just listening to it recently, I didn't know 
whether it was serious or not. Yeah. Um, some other ones, like, I mean, we talked about the whole AD thing, like the Pelicans were playing them for like four minutes in a game, like each game <laughs> they needed to, cause they were going to get, uh, they were going to get fined if they just sat them. Right. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bizarre uh, situation to like be sitting up guy mid season, not accepting like an incredible trade. It's just like really weird. Uh, KD and Draymond. <laughs> locker room thing. Uh, Katie Draymond locker room thing. What was remember that? Dray- remember Draymond? I mean, they didn't tell us like what Draymond said, but apparently I think he, like, he like basically called Katie a bitch or something. Oh yeah. He yeah. Sus- like the, the warrior suspended. That's right. Draymond. He got suspended. Yeah. 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 After he um, like calls him crying in the parking lot, like, please come save us, Katie. Then he's going to go in the locker room <laughs> and call him a bitch. Like that doesn't add up, bro. Yeah. Um, whatever Draymond have fun winning like 35 games next year (laughs) the last one I got is uh, Magic Johnson just quitting yeah I mean like I mentioned that earlier it's just so bizarre man like just out of nowhere like and what's crazy is apparently like he didn't even tell his wife (laughs) like he just decided and like didn't tell his wife for anything and then he was like honestly like had no problem in front of cameras just being like yeah I'm too much of a coward to tell Jeannie to her face like, yeah, that was the weirdest thing ever. He's just a child, man. Like, and uh, he acts like a child. And I mean, that's fine. But like, you can't continue to take jobs and shit and then act like a child. Like, just be a child then. And, and you know, don't don't try to pretend to be adult and screw people over. You know what I mean? But like a, a GM, like, has so much work. You, like, he was at like the final four. I'm like, dude, like, go do your job. Like, if you're going to be a GM, they're paying you so much money. Stop like partying and go to the final four. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he takes these jobs and then doesn't want to work. Like he was a talk show host. I think didn't want, like didn't really want to do that. He was like a coach and then like quit after like what, like 20 games or something. He was like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to do this. Like I don't want to work. And it's like, yeah, like it, at least Jordan like sucks at his job. Like he tries, but he sucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan. <sighs> uh, what do, you, what do you think happens with Kemba? I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. There's a there's a lot of teams that got to make like decisions about what they're going to do. Like I think about Washington and yeah, I mean Kemba. Uh, it's a good question. I, I really don't know. I could see him going to Orlando. Yeah, I mean I imagine he moves. I I don't think he stays, but we'll see. So I I think I tweeted this out when because uh, I saw a tweet that said Bismarck Biombo like like opts in for his seventeen million dollars next year. And I tweeted like, "This is less surprising than Zion declaring for the draft." <laughs> like, yeah, it's not beyond, but wouldn't have gotten like three years, seventeen million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy that he had that as an option. Um, I did see you tweet that. I was laughing at that. Yeah, uh, uh, so ridiculous. Yes, but, like that. And he he was he, he wasn't even that year that it was like, or maybe he was. Yeah, but like, like the he was good. But like, year. what were they betting on him getting a lot better? Because I mean, he was never like great. He had that like one good series for Toronto. Yeah. In the in the playoffs and everybody's like, "Oh, free agent." It's like, "What?" Yeah, it's like this it's like uh like March Madness for some of these guys, like the same thing. If you just like show up for one playoff series as a role player, like it can really really like get you a great contract. Just like these March Madness, like if your team goes deep, it, it like increases your stock draft like ridiculously, which doesn't really add up. 
I don't think RJ Barrett, I know we're jumping all over the place right now, but I don't think he's like officially declared yet. I know I saw Reddish and um, Zion did and John Morant, but still waiting on RJ. I mean, I imagine he does, right? Like, why would he stay? Yeah, there's no reason to stay. He'll be a top three pick. Yeah, that's weird that he hasn't declared, though. I mean, maybe he has. I just didn't see it. Oh, wait. I think April 10th, uh, ESPN, R.J. Barrett, blah, 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 has made the decision to leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he officially did. This seems like it was on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I don't know how you do that officially. I guess you like sign up for the draft, but um, so I don't know if he officially did that, but he did announce it on Twitter and Instagram. So I'd, I'd imagine he wouldn't go back on that. Apparently, he is. I guess his dad played for, um, or I think he played like on the Canadian team with Steve Nash or something, because like Steve Nash is like his godfather. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. It's a cool godfather to have. <laughs> a little basketball knowledge there for you, just like. Yeah. If you need like to know something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, me too. Um, solid pod covered uh, regular season, the awards, uh, little playoffs. We agreed a lot, which is weird. But um, like you like you said in the beginning, we were three and zero on the over unders. We agreed on so maybe uh, some of these predictions for the playoffs will be. So accurate. so do you want to change our picks to the Sixers winning the finals? <laughs> No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I want to be right. And that's just not happening. Unless, unless like, you know, the team that gets to the finals, if it's the Warriors, like, you know, Steph is hurt and maybe like Katie's also hurt or something. <laughs> and we get I there. Guess, and bef- you never before know. We, before we uh, know how the Sixers do in the playoffs, let's make our predictions of uh, if they sign Butler and Harris. Uh, definitely Harris. Butler, I'm going to say no. Where does he go then? I think I think they resign him unless they get they can get like Clay. I yeah, they they're him. getting Clay. They're getting Clay. Can you imagine, okay. dude? Can you can you freaking imagine? He's like the like second like optimal player that you could put on the Sixers team. Yeah, and then you move behind, J- behind Durant. <laughs> right, you move JJ to the bench. I hate Durant, but yeah, I mean, obviously he's a better player. But you move JJ to the bench, and I mean, he comes back hopefully for like a minimum. And you're the best team in the league, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to re-sign JJ. You got to, but I mean, he'll come back. Yeah. He comes back and boom, you're the best team in the league, aren't you? Assuming KD goes to New York. Uh, Yeah, I, I would assume so. I think I we, mean, there's Vegas other, favorites. Other, other things, other things to fall in the offseason, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the Lakers get AD, that could be interesting or Kawhi. If the Knicks get Zion, Kyrie, and KD, it's it's a little tough. I think we're better. I don't know, yeah. man. Kyrie and KD. And Zion. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Should be a fun offseason after. I mean, should be a fun postseason. So. Yeah, we'll try to do another one hopefully soon. But uh, this was fun. Um, so, yeah, good, good recap. We'll talk soon. Um, but uh, for Kevin McLernan, I'm Bill Golden. Uh, this has been the Pick and Roll Podcast, and thanks for listening. <laughs>